evening everyone. Please sit comfortably. So to give a name to this talk, a focus to it, it's about being caught in the self-centred dream of spiritual identity. There's a sequence that's following in the talks I've given so far this year. There's the first one was about um, taking refuge in the three treasures and the one last week was about arrogance and timidity and this one kind of follows on from the two because just briefly in the first talk about taking refuge um, it's not taking refuge in security it's actually taking refuge in insecurity and then what followed on in the, the, the second talk about arrogance and timidity is that um, arrogance is, is more obviously a symptom of being caught in the self-centred dream and it's a position of being superior or better than others or whatever and um, timidity is not so easy to see as being a symptom of the self-centred dream as well but where we, we're clinging on to a, a self um, there's a lot of fear comes up around protecting that self do you know or and so that's that's a clinging as well it's not quite so so easy to see that. Um, and then following on from that is that this talk about um, clinging to spiritual identities kind of brings arrogance and timidity or arrogance and fear together in some way. And um, it's a common phenomenon amongst many different spiritual traditions, Buddhism, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, the whole lot, that um, people take up the practice with, a, with an aspiration, you know, to um, mature in some way spiritually. But, but many, all of us to some degree, actually start to create some sense of self around the fact that we're a Zen practitioner or a Buddhist, a Buddhist or a Buddhist practitioner which is really contrary to the whole spirit of it, right? Because we're trying to see through identities rather than gather an identity. And um, what can come with practice is building up some construction of yourself um, that you're actually better than other people because you practice, you know? And that you're a, you're a kind, compassionate, wise person and all of that kind of stuff. And, and, and all of that just becomes... Uh, a sort of smoke and mirrors mirage where, where you're not necessarily being um, honest about um, the unpleasant truths that might be there about yourself or in your own behaviour or thoughts. And um, so it's a kind of avoidance of really looking into things as they really are and really com coming to a radical deep acceptance of how you are as a person and it's flipping it into this, this identity this nice identity of what we would like to be. And in Japanese then, they have some um, very strong words to counteract or to challenge that way of being in the world. And it's referred to as, um, the Japanese is Zenkusai, or it might be referred to as Butsu Kusai. And what Zenkusai means is Zen stink. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to stink of Zen. <laughs> or to stink of Buddhism. And that's really referring to when we're trying to create an identity out of being a Zen person. 
you know, swanning around the place with airs and graces, you know, thinking we're some wonderful, you know, special being, you know, or like a Buddhist. Mm -hmm. But it's a trap. Mm -hmm. It's just simply another version of how much we will try to cling to an identity. So we create an identity about a philosophy that's about no identity. Like, that's, that's how elaborate our minds work all the time and how tricky they can be. Um, but behind it is, it is kind of arrogance and fear coming together in some way because it's, it's shifting into a, um, some kind of uh, in, inward, if not external, um, expression that I'm better in some way. Um, but that all kind of arrogance really has fear at its base. Mm-hmm. And um, there is no identity. There's no identity to gain or lose. When I um, did a little bit of research just a little earlier, just to see what other people were saying about this on the internet, there were some interesting sites up there because one site was about how to find your spiritual identity, um, which was about actually creating some, some construction of who you are as a spiritual person. And the other one, which was kind of, that was kind of Christian version. And then there was a kind of a more um, postmodern victim identity politics version, which was about people who want to steal your spiritual identity. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they're both gain, gaining an identity or finding an identity or getting it stolen from you is all about gain and loss, right? You haven't got an identity to steal and you haven't got one. To to find, right? The insight is to realise that, that what we are and what our experience is, obviously we're, we're a person in a body and with a particular um, biography and emotional memory and so on, but there's, there's nothing in there that you can say is me to hold on to. But we all get, we all get drawn into that. Now, someone whose words did inspire me when I looked at it was actually from... Um, the, um, the uh, Tibetan Buddhist teacher Chogram Trumpa, who you may remember from reading from years ago, talked about spiritual materialism, similar to what we're talking about now, how you make an identity out of spirituality. Um, but he, what he said, which is very good, meditation is based on three fundamental factors. First, not centralising inward. In other words, not thinking you've got some inner core that you, that you circle around and it's really there and that you keep it going and solidifying it more through identification with all of your thoughts and emotions about yourself. Right? Not centralising inward, they're good words. Second, not having any longing to become higher. What? Having no longing to be enlightened as though this is something outside of the moment as you are right now. Mm-hmm. That's why Dharma practice is really, I think there's an um, uh, American teacher who, I've, I've never read her books, but Tara Brack, I think has got a book out called Radical Acceptance. Is that? Yeah. Zen practice is radical acceptance. You know, it's, if you've got some longing to become higher, then it's like, oh, that's the spiritual identity I'm going to get to up there, then everything will be okay. 
And people can live their whole lives futurizing this, futurizing their practice. It's going to be something that's going to hit me in the future. Well, in a kind of way it can. But the, but the insight that people all experience when they've had some kind of real opening is everything's okay right now. And there was actually nothing to attain. And the Heart Sutra said it every time we recited it. It was in the Heart Sutra every time we recited it. There's nothing to attain. And if there's nothing to attain, there's no fear. We come back to the timidity issue. If there's no self to cling to, then there's not fear that can, well, existential fear anyway, that can arise out of that, that clinging and that defensiveness. And so meditation is based on three fundamental factors. First, not centralising inward, not clinging to a self, not longing for something higher. And third, becoming completely identified with the here and now. They're great words. Very simple words, but great words. So as you sit, as we sit, particularly as you may do it um, on one day of sitting or, or at a session at a retreat where you're just sitting there hour after hour, day after day, just the same thing. And, and it, it dawns on you somewhere along the line that all you are is a body breathing and being present in the moment. And that's what you are the next moment. And that's what you are the next moment. And that's what you are when you wake up the next day. Right? And instead of that being some deflated, you know, meaningless experience, it's actually wonderful. Right? That's what I am. I'm just a body breathing and, take, and being, being identified with the moment, with the bird song coming and going. And with all the other people in the room and the cushions and the bells and the sounds and the smells. That's all that I am. There's nothing more outside of that. And that is wonderful. Right? But that's what most people, most people in their lives are running away from that experience. Most people are living their lives trying to construct some better idea of what they will be or how they will become, whether it's richer or more famous or more spiritual or whatever it might be. Um, but the more we, as long as we do that, we're missing the point. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're simply like my dog sitting on the veranda, right? The dog just sits on the veranda. No thought of enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Just in his body. Being there, mm -hmm. that's the experience. And then, when we have a sense of that experience, there's a freedom that comes with that. Do you know? And where where we don't have the same fears limiting our life. You know, we're free to do whatever it is we need to do in our life.